What's up, you guys? Welcome back to the Discovering Discographies podcast, where we talk about your favorite artists, albums, and all things music. I'm your host, Brandon Pulliam. And I'm your host, Brandon Point. And without further ado, let's dive into today's topic. So today we are talking about an artist that is one of my favorites. Um, Today we're talking about Bryson Tiller. Um, If you don't know who he is, he is a R&B singer. um, And he came out, he gained popularity in 2015 with his iconic album Trap Soul. And today we're going to really be talking about the impact of that album and why I, I know I personally think he'll never be able to top that album. Yes, so as Brandon said, Trap Soul came out in 2015, I believe, but that wasn't the start of his career. He released a mixtape called Killer Instinct Volume 1 in 2011-12. But of course, he rose to popularity with the song Don't, which originally came out on SoundCloud. And just like a little backstory, um, Don't ended up being the song that got him signed. Yeah, He wasn't signed before that. He was Mm -hmm. literally just making songs like in his home, in his living room. I remember the first time I listened to Trap Soul was actually 2016, so I was a little late to the party, but um, I know before I had Apple Music, which is the best streaming service, um, Lies. <laughs> um, I used to actually still buy music on iTunes, and iTunes used to do this thing where they would have like singles for 69 cents. And then they would have like albums for somewhere between like five ninety nine and seven ninety nine. So I ended up buying Trap Soul while it was I think seven ninety nine, and I was listening to it and I was like, "This is amazing! Like it flows so well. It's so it's such like a a vibe album. Like it literally is the definition of vibes to me." I definitely agree. Side note, where were you getting the money to buy albums at the tender age of 12? Um, So I would just take money that I had saved from like helping my grandparents and stuff. And I would just buy iTunes cards with it and buy music. And then late, this is a side note, but later that year I ended up, because um, I think Apple Music did kind of come out that year. I would buy iTunes cards and then pay for my apple music subscription that is so smart yeah i was definitely on youtube like or like soundcloud Mm. bootleg and stuff still see but it was like you couldn't listen to the real thing or even on soundcloud unless you paid for the soundcloud what was it go plus or something like that yeah i I found a way i found a way (laughs) but i definitely agree um Bryson Taylor in general is just a vibe artist. Mm-hmm. I think he has a very particular like sound. Yeah. And he uses a lot of like old school samples and mm-hmm. then transforms them into like trap R and B songs. Yeah. Trap Soul is a very fitting. Yeah, yeah. He is one of the pioneers that of Trap Soul in general, along with Party Next Door. They they both are kind of the pioneers that kind of set the status quo for like R and B from like that time period in 2015 2014 to like you know 2017 give or take yeah and i definitely think they don't get enough credit for starting that wave Mm -hmm. a lot of more popular artists jumped on it like drake is the first person who comes to mind yeah that definitely like took from that wave a little bit Mm -hmm. i think chris brown too kind Mm -hmm. of chris brown a lot of like the big male artists Mm -hmm. um 
got popular hits during that time off mm-hmm. of that sound, even yeah. if they didn't start that way. Yeah. Um, but Trap Soul had a couple more successful singles like Exchange and Sorry Not Sorry. Fun fact, Don't and Exchange are both seven times platinum, which is like that is wild. insane for an R&B song in the 2010s at the height of like pop music ruling the chart. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's also one of the reasons why he will never top Trap Soul just commercially. Yeah. Like for an R&B album to get that much recognition in a mainstream form is mm-hmm. like very rare. And I feel like people still talk about it to this day. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's still like a staple R&B album. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people I know that collect vinyls. That's one of the mm-hmm. first ones they get. I know it was. Yeah, this was, that was my third one. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I need to get it. I can't find it anywhere. I have to get it online. I think now you can get the um, updated like deluxe edition with the. Oh, like the anniversary one? Yeah. Not necessarily anniversary. I well, know that was well, like yeah, a separate yeah, album. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the anniversary edition with like Rambo with The Weeknd and mm-hmm. I think Self Righteous. And then it's like another song. But when I got it, that hadn't come out yet. So oh. I have just the plain regular version. It, it, hits, it hits harder even on vinyl to me. And in addition to songs like Don't and Exchange, like Rambo, as I stated, it is a amazing song. Even though my friend who used to be obsessed with Bryson Tiller, she did not like that song. I was like, how do you not like Rambo? Um, and then also Let Him Know is a good one, too. I agree. It's such a good body of work. Like, you can tell he really had minimal help making mm-hmm. it. Like, it's such a authentic Bryson yeah. Tiller album. Mm-hmm. Um, even, like, the transitions. Like, the transition from, how, from forever, for however long into Don't, is seamless yeah um i I just don't think there's any weak points on the album like every song even though they all sound pretty similar has like a different vibe Mm -hmm. and tells a different story and they're all strong there's no weak points yeah Um, i agree another one of my favorites has been that way Mm -hmm. i like that one too good Mm -hmm. one also sorry not sorry yeah sorry not sorry is another good one too is that that's the one that samples kind of has like the game video game sample yeah okay that's why i, I remember i heard it on the radio for the first time that and i heard um don't in exchange before mm-hmm. but i never got into bryson tiller but that's the song that made me mm-hmm. like actually listen to the full album because mm-hmm. i was just so intrigued by the beat it was exchange for me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i remember hearing the sample i used to think the sample was so cool the sample <laughs> that's honestly one of the best mm-hmm. samples and i remember who um j cole, j. cole ended up using the same sample and like the producers like sue each other over it but <laughs> i think they both did it justice yeah, mm-hmm. like you can't go wrong with the what is that song shot is swing my way that's um i don't know who it's i don't by, know but who it's i know by. i know yeah. who, it, who it is yeah um but then i think 2017 was when true to self came out correct mm-hmm. yeah because i remember it was during like it was during final exam time in middle school the day it came out and I didn't listen to it until later and the album it's it's not a trap soul but it's still it's still very Bryson Tiller and very authentic I was gonna say it's a very like he did not take a whole new direction like some artists do mm -hmm. and I think it it even did better like with first week sales just because of the anticipation from trap soul Mm -hmm. but overall this album wasn't successful in the long run when compared to trap soul 
I um, don't feel like people talk about this as much. I don't think people talk about any of his albums like they do Trap Soul. I agree. And even like he had, what is it, Wild Thoughts in the same yeah, year. Yeah, Wild Thoughts. Yeah. That was a good one, though. It was good. It, it was, was an a- odd pairing. Well, it was not necessarily odd, but like I wasn't expecting that. But Me it, neither. But it worked, though. It did work. Mm-hmm. I think it kind of overshadowed the singles that came from this album, which were yeah. Run Me Dry and Something Tells Me. Yeah. I didn't even know Something Tells Me before I like researched it, but I knew Run Me Dry. I knew I knew Something Tells Me when it was, was just a single. And then Run Me Dry was one of my favorites off the album because it was kind of a different sound. It wasn't like I that agree. trap sound. It it's one of my favorites, too. It's more of a... What would you call that? Tropical vibe? Yeah, like, yeah, more, yeah, more tropical R and B inspired. Yeah, mm. that's oh, that sound was tropical house. Oh, 2016, yeah. like that was it. Mm-hmm. That was the sound. And then don't get too high. That's another good. Oh one yes, that's now. a good one too. Mm-hmm. So uh, set it off and self made are other good ones. Even though all the songs don't necessarily like stand out on this album compared to Trap Soul, they're still all pretty good and. They they fit in his discography just fine. I agree. Like he didn't. I don't think he tried too hard with this one to like make sure the follow up to Trap Soul was like perfect and like mm-hmm. topped it. I think he was just stayed true to himself and made yeah. an album that was true to him at the time. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think it aged well. I think so too. I I think next to Trap Soul, this is probably the album I do revisit the most. Mm. Um, outside of another album, which we'll talk to talk about later, I love True to Self, and it's perfect for his discography. So I'm gonna ask you, since you're like more immersed in his music, what do you think was like the disconnect from Trap Soul to True to Self that didn't make as many people come back? Because obviously, like the songs on True to Self didn't do as well mm-hmm. as the songs on Trap Soul. I feel like I feel like on Trap Soul. I feel like none of the songs really stood out more than the other, which kind of worked for that because it it was it worked in a good way in the sense that like all the songs were j- kind of just as good as the other. Nothing was really like too out there that made it kind of much better or much worse than any other song. I feel like for me, but like when it came to like true to self it's kind of you know like you have songs like run me dry something tells me that kind of do stand out much more than other songs on the album because there are i do have skips on the album i will say so you think true to self has more like weak points like just kind of filler tracks yeah yeah i think that's a better way to say it Mm -hmm. okay but i feel like on trap soul the there are no filler tracks and all the album tracks i feel like all the songs are album tracks to an extent. I could see that because mm-hmm. True to Self is like, I think it has five or six more songs yeah. than um, Trap Soul anyway. So mm-hmm. there's a lot more room for like filler in there. Mm-hmm. Okay. You want to move on to Anniversary now? Yes. So Anniversary was his next album, which he released on the anniversary of the release of Trap Soul in, was it 2020? 2020. Okay, it was 2020. Um, and... That one, I heard the single Inhale beforehand, and 
I had mixed feelings about it. I felt like it just, it wasn't enough Bryson because it had a sample in it and I felt like it was more sample than Bryson on it. I agree. I wrote that down as one of my favorites when I listened to Anniversary. I didn't know it was a single though. Mm-hmm. Oh and yeah, now it was that a you, single. Mm-hmm. I don't think that was a good single choice because like you said, it was, it actually had two samples. It sampled Not Gonna Cry by Mary J. Blige mm-hmm. and then All Night Long by SWV. Yeah. And I was sitting there like waiting like, when is when is he gonna come in? Like it's just a sample. Mm-hmm. I don't think that was a good single choice at all. Then, yeah, it was. I I had to kind of wait and see what else would come out to kind of determine how I was gonna feel about this album. When the album came out, I listened to it, and it it didn't have too many strong points. Like the album wasn't bad, but like it was nothing special either. I think the songs that stood out to me were Always and Forever, Out of Time with Drake, which was, it was another single because I heard it on the radio, but, you know, it was that standard Drake feature track. But outside of that, all the other songs that I enjoyed, I didn't enjoy until a year, like a year or two after the album came out. So keep keep doing what you're doing is... I, honestly, I think one of my favorites on the album, if not my favorite. And then Next to You was a cool one, too. I like Next to You, too. That's one mm-hmm. of my favorites. I also like Things Change. That one was good, too. And, um, then, and then Out of Time, the one you said earlier. Yeah. Well, Always Forever. Who was thinking about a different person. <laughs> Always Forever was another good one. And it was another single, too, I listened to beforehand. And I thought it was better than Inhale, but it still was nothing... It wasn't as strong as previous singles or songs. So um, I can see how the album didn't do as well. Yeah. Mm. I I just, it's so interesting though, because when I looked at how this album was made, it was basically like for him, it was kind of a return return to form to Mm -hmm. Trap Soul because a lot of these songs were started during Trap Soul, but didn't make it. Mm I see why they didn't make it. I was about to say, it it just feels (laughs) like a lot of B-sides of Trap Soul. And the songs are good. Like, this is my second favorite album of his, like, Mm -hmm. listening to all of his work. Mm -hmm. But they just don't meet the expectations. I think True to Self, True to Self. Yeah. I think where, like, Ik Strong Suit is, it's it's not trying to be Trap Soul. Mm -hmm. But Anniversary is, like, explicitly, even down to the cover, which is, like, a remake. Yeah, it's, like, a remake, yeah. It's, like... You're setting yourself up almost. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he did have a single come out in between True to Self and Anniversary that I really liked, which was called Canceled. It was a really good song. It was the production was a little different than I feel like I had heard from him before, but it was still like really good to me. I wish it would have made the album. It would have made it a little bit better, but I can see why because it came out in 2018, so it was too far a gap between right. the album release. I also want to shout out Insecure with Jasmine Sullivan. Yeah, that's a good one, too. That is, I think that's one of his best songs to me. Mm-hmm. Just to me. Mm-hmm. It, it was a good one. All right, so as far as Bryson Tiller goes, he has one more project in his discography, which is his Christmas album, and that is called A Different Christmas. Um, it came out in 2021, and let me just tell you, this is one of my favorite Christmas works. 
And that's a bold statement. That is a bold statement. Um, Mainly for his rendition of Winter Wonderland with his daughter. Her name is Halo. His daughter Halo, he featured on his version of Winter Wonderland. And it is so, it's so adorable. It was nice to kind of see him perform music that's more in the traditional sound of like R&B and just vocal music in general. It kind of showcased that like he can sing because he does have more of a rapping type style in some of his songs. But I thought it was a really good project and he had some good features. He had Kiana Lede featured on it. He had Justin Bieber featured on it. And it's just honestly my second. I said True to Self was my second favorite, didn't I? I think so, yeah. Well, this would depending on how I feel, would fall in between Trap Soul and True to Self. So That's a bold statement for a Christmas album. Mm-hmm. Now I'm gonna have to go listen to it. Yes, it is that time, right? It is that time. <laughs> November first, y'all. <laughs> it's time. Mariah Carey. Yeah, that's just our take on Bryson Tiller. I think kind of the running theme as to why I personally think that he will not never be able to top Trap Soul is just it's just the curse of the debut album just being so good that anything after it just isn't kind of hitting the same because you're always comparing it to that debut album. Yeah, I agree. I think that's the case with a lot of R&B artists, especially that have like really big debut projects. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of who comes to mind when I think of that. Mm, I don't know. I don't know why, but someone like Tamar Braxton. Yeah, yeah, because her debut, well, it's technically it was not, not her debut, debut, but her, like, big commercial album. Love and War. Yeah, it was really good. I actually just listened to it all the way for, like, the first time recently. I was like, this is good. But then, like, the other albums are kind of like, I don't even know, like, a song if you play it. Well, no, I take that back. I do know a couple of songs from her 2017 album. I love I, that one forgot what it's called but isn't it like the bluebird of happiness yeah that one but like you don't hear people talk about that one as much yeah or like, like any of the other albums in her discography yeah i don't know why but like r&b artists are more likely to get like stunted or just stuck on one single project um if it's really popular mm-hmm. but that's the case with bryson tiller as well yeah but i think he's lucky enough to have like a solid fan base which is really all you need nowadays yeah i think i think that really is all he needs and i think he kind of knows that's all he needs i can tell for him it's not about the numbers right it's about like producing the music that he wants to produce and he knows like his true fans will really kind of invest in it and you know give it a chance even if they don't end up liking it they'll still give it a chance All right, guys, so now it's time for a segment we like to call What's in Our Ear, where we just talk about any songs, albums, or anything music-related that we've really been listening to lately. So one thing I've been listening to lately is Destin Conrad's new EP or album, Submissive. Mm -hmm. Um, It's his second release within, like, the span of a year, which is really, really rare for, like, an independent artist, but it's really good. Um, definitely stays true to like his more alternative vibey R&B sound. Mm-hmm. Some of my favorites are Low Tide and Switch. And yeah, that just came out a couple weeks ago, I think. Okay. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Have you listened to anything else that he's done? 
I've listened to a couple of things that he's done. I listened to his last project because he was an opener for, well, he didn't really open, but when I went to see Kalani, he was oh, there. Oh, yeah, he was there. Yeah, she brought him out kind of toward the beginning of the concert, but he he didn't open for her. He didn't open at your, which one did you go to? The the Raleigh one. Oh, he yeah. opened at the Charlotte one. Yeah, like he, he didn't. Like, did a full set. Yeah, I don't. I think it was Rico Nasty. She opened because mm-hmm. when we got there, we got there late, so Rico Nasty was performing. But when he had she, went on before Rico, maybe you missed him. Oh, maybe I'm. Yeah, maybe I because I got him, there like at the very oh, end of his okay. set, and I was so mad. Oh, okay, but then she brought him back out later mm-hmm. too. So, um, yeah, I'll have to check him out. We'll get more into his music because I'm I know a little bit, but like I'm not super familiar with it. Um, one other thing I've been listening to is B-Day by Beyonce. I don't mm. know why. <laughs> like, it just it's one of those albums that always just comes up randomly. Mm-hmm. And when you get into it, it kind of gets in your ear and you can't get it out until you listen to it a lot. Mm-hmm. But it's just such a good album, especially for, like, the gym or, like, any kind of physical activity. Yeah. It's just so upbeat. And it's one of those albums that have no low points. Like, every oh, yeah. song is a hit. Every song is a bop. Um, and then I've been getting into Christmas music as well mm-hmm. because it is November. Yes. And I do starts early. I yeah. do start early. Um, so Mariah's Christmas album, Temptations. Mm. We have to do like an episode on Christmas music now. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Jackson 5, all of them. Mm-hmm. Well, what have you been listening to? Um, so I've been listening to quite a few different things. So I've been listening to Step by Step by Whitney Houston. Oh, that's a throwback. Yes, The Preacher's Wife. This song is like a good little like dance, like house disco song from her. And it's just really upbeat and really empowering. And I just love anything Whitney, honestly. Listening back to like her later stuff, like this stuff is super underrated. It is. Like even though her voice wasn't at its peak, it it's still. Like she still had that musical ear and she mm-hmm. was like. Even in the studio, like, she just killed it. Yeah, yeah. And then I've also been listening to Pinocchio Story by Kanye West. It is a live freestyle from 808s and Heartbreak. But it is just such a story-driven song and such, like, a pain-driven song where I can really feel the pain when he's rapping and singing. So I've been listening to that a lot. And then also I've been listening to The Art of Letting Go by Mariah Carey from her 2013 album, Me, I Am Mariah. I'm not going to say the rest. The Elusive Chanteuse. Yeah, I, I can't even say that last word. <laughs> She's but, so dramatic. Yeah, she is. I had really been sleeping on this album, but I ended up stumbling upon the song and I thought it was really good. And it was really quirky, really kind of with the times, too, in some of the lyrics. Um, So I've just been bumping that a lot lately. And then lastly, I have been kind of bumping this song by, he's a country singer, Dixon Dallas. It's called Good Looking. Um, It's it's a very funny song. I I would say listen to it. It, uh, It'll make... It'll make sense when you listen to it why I think it's funny and why it's I've been listening to it a lot lately. That's all I want to say about it. Is he the one who made the song um, D Down in Dallas? I think so. 
That makes sense. That I makes think sense. so. Yeah. Okay, I might have to check it out then. Yeah, just just good. check it out. That's the best way to experience it is to just listen on your own. Alrighty, guys. Well, that's all for today's episode of Discovering Discographies. Um, be sure to follow us at our Instagrams. Mine is Brandon is the D A plug, and mine is Brandon And join us next time for the next episode of Discovering Discographies. Thanks for listening. <laughs>